Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode number 13 of Random Draw Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Mann. I'm here with Mark Belial. Hi, guys. This is the <laughs> And uh, Dave Hubbard is here. <laughs> That's me. Normal person. Yeah, I'm going to talk over the top <laughs> oh, of that. Oh, no. I want my ASMR talk. I know no. you do. But I'm going to get people the tingles. I will crank what your mic the, up. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said the tinkles. The tinkles. Which is another. That is another thing that I'm could... not interested in giving people. Well, I don't know don't how don't you give somebody the tinkles. Yeah. Tingles. You no, know, I get it. <laughs> Uh, we are a, bar, a board game podcast, so we're changing one thing with our board big board game podcast, and that is we are standard standard standardizing. Go on, standardizing. Not words. <laughs> we're going to make a more standard scoring system when we review a game. Our system will be still nebulous. We'll just make up a item. But it will be 1 to 10, and you cannot use 7. That's true. Yeah, because we still like that rule. It forces you to actually pick whether you liked the game or not. You can't yeah. cop out. So if you heard any of our reviews before, they are null and void. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be remastering season one. <laughs> yeah. We're no, gonna... I will not. <laughs> Just edit in our new scoring system yeah, over all great. the things. But robotically, and it sounds like yeah. it's out of Oh, my gosh. Oh, I seven. like... Seven. Yeah, photosynthesis gets a six <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> oh, that'd be great i like that um also photosynthesis i'd say like eight out of ten uh, eight i would have said se- i would have said seven. out of ten <laughs> i would have said seven the illegal number yeah you can't use seven anymore so a while ago a couple months mm-hmm. we put together a little dungeons and dragons meetup at our local meadery mm-hmm. i don't know why i said our local like every town has a meadery but we <laughs> it should yeah we happen to have a local meadery the brimming horn meadery mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know anything about mead. It's made from honey. It is mm-hmm. fermented honey. It is fermented honey, and it will get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it w- well, I mean, if you drink enough of any yeah. fermented thing, it will get you drunk mostly. But... One and a half was plenty for me <laughs> to start getting a buzz. It's yeah. funny because I was like, I drank the first one, and it was like really sweet and dry. And so I wanted something like a little less uh, sweet and dry. So he gave me something, and I started drinking it. Halfway through, I like started getting warm and like <laughs> feeling good. And then then when I realized what was happening, yeah. I like stared over at the glass <laughs> like it had betrayed me. <laughs> How dare you? I loved looking over there because you'd gotten a little red in the face. I was Woo. like, ooh, Dan's got like that rosy glow. It was like 14% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was lot. just putting it back. Because like you it. don't drink at all. Nope. Like, yeah. no, you're, not, you're not a degenerate like me and Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I try to live I uh, try to live my life right. Come on, Mark. Dave and I. <laughs> oh, it's true. I'm from Oklahoma. Well, you're degenerate. So you're going to be a degenerate. Be a well-spoken degenerate. You're not a degenerate like me. <laughs> like me and David. Degenerate. Not a degenerate like I. <laughs> like I. <laughs> so what happened at, the, at the, our first one is we um, put out some information. Uh, we uh, Dave knows the owner, so he got us an in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, they basically said, "Hey, man, if you want to run some D and D here, you're welcome to." We just did it on a normal, I think, a Saturday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. when they're open for business, and yep. they said, "Take some tables, like have some fun, do what you want." And it was it was good. We got a good show, and we had to turn a couple people away. That's my least favorite part. It was my least favorite part mm-hmm, as well. Absolutely. So we had to turn some people away. It was hard to hear because there were so many people there just um at the meadery mm-hmm. drinking mead and talking Co- cavorting <laughs> cavorting cavorting yeah gallivanting they were gallivanting <laughs> and there was skullduggery 
and it was too loud for my Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes. So um, the owner said, why don't you guys come on a Wednesday, a day we are not open, and just come in for the evening, like 6 to 9 mm -hmm. or whatever. And we will open for you. For you. And I, I, I even saw him tur turn someone away, say, like, no, this is mm -hmm. just for Dungeons and Dragons. And then the guy bought something. But, <laughs> but I didn't see that. That was really nice. Uh, yeah, he said, no, this is just for Dungeons and Dragons. And the guy asked if he could buy some mead to go. Yeah, like a bottle. A bottle or whatever. <laughs> He's going to get that not like, like a, a like solo a, cup. Yeah, a solo cup of mead. <laughs> no, he just puts his hand out. <laughs> he just put his head back and he got under the tap, poured his mouth in it. So, so we got more organized this time. So Dave made some flyers. And then um, Brimming Horde put it on their Instagram and Facebook pages. We and guaranteed you must RSVP. Must RSVP. Yeah. So yeah. people were emailing our um, email address, and we were setting up RSVP, and we got we knew there was going to be four DMs, four, mm -hmm. uh, us three plus mm -hmm. another gentleman was I managed, helping us. I managed to snag us one more. I what? would have had two more. But one of the DMs, his wife was having a C-section that day. So. Oh, man. It, which is crazy because she's going to be asleep, so it didn't yeah. matter. And, and she's not involved in that process. Yeah. Also, so. that baby's not going to know you missed that. Nope. So he could have, I mean, he could have came. Yeah. So yeah. it's fine. Sorry. No excuse is what we're saying. Sorry, Sorry I yeah. missed out. I was rolling all them sweet crits. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, accepted 26 individuals on our RSVP list. And unfortunately, again, we had to turn some people away. Yeah. Which is, which is a bummer. Mm -hmm. So uh, next time we know, we'll have some DMs on the standby that we'll just be able to accommodate as many people. What we'll run into is seating, yeah. but um, we'll get a table or something. Yeah, yeah we'll so figure that, that out. That's, that's future us problems. Yeah. So these people came, and we um, gave them some dice as mm -hmm. like little yeah. gifts for coming, a little thank you for coming. And um, broke into to different groups, and we then we played like three hours of D and It was a blast, and it ran very smoothly because our plan and plans never seemed to work out. But our plan was start showing up at six. Game start at six thirty. Once everyone's introduced and put into groups, we don't care who's in what group generally. Yeah. and then play from six thirty to nine thirty, and then half an hour of chatting, and then leave. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we were pretty spot on. And then the three of us in the parking lot for a stupid hour after that. Yeah, I yeah. think you finished first, and then I finished, and then Mark finished not far after. Yeah. So I mean, it was all within uh, fine time. Yeah, right? easily within ten minutes of each and, other. And some people um, were emailing saying like, "Oh, my friend is coming. Can I be in a group with him?" And of course we don't yeah. care. Like I don't, yeah, sure. I don't know why I would separate you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you will make friends. Yeah, you will. And you meet, will enjoy it. No nerd, you will be meeting new people tonight. Oh, Dan, you would hate that. Oh my God, I wouldn't go. <laughs> yeah, I would never go to a thing like this. Really, I mean, if we're being honest, which is hilarious because you're actually hosting a thing like this. It's different because I can control who I'm going with. So if I saw something like that, so there's caveats to my social awkwardness. So <laughs> if there was something like this and we all showed interest and we were all going to go and sit at the same table, that is something I would go to. Mm -hmm. I'd never go by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't. I just don't have that kind of courage to like go out and meet new people. So it's different. I can control things. I, listen, let's not just talk about. <laughs> my insecurities all podcast how does that make you feel yeah, it's terrible like a like a baby boy so Dan, we're gonna need you to get off the couch now i know like, please, yeah please get I'm back come, to the microphone yeah come back over here buddy <laughs> this is gonna, you'll, you'll be fine cry myself to sleep the rest of this episode <laughs> so anyway uh but there was a ton of people that came out i somehow got this was like a freak accident but all the new people sat on my table <laughs> which is fine they all did good they played exactly like regular Dungeons and Dragons players, what I expected. So they like did crazy things I didn't expect and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it threw me off and I wrote all this stuff that didn't get used and 
Yeah. So normal DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Normal fine. DM problems, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I had a group that, uh, for the most part, had all played. Um, and then one player that had only played, uh, like, official Pathfinder, who was real obsessed with the rules. And I, as a DM, am not. I know. And so, like, I try to follow them, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to have fun. Like, I, yeah, I care much more. Uh, yeah. I will give you a game loosely in the rules, mm -hmm. and I will let a lot go. Oh, yeah. That, oh, and, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about, like, facilitating fun. Especially events like this. If it's played with us i might be more strict with the rules mm -hmm. but if uh, these people are all coming out for an event like i'm not gonna kill yeah, your character no. i'm not gonna little did they know they had zero chance of dying in my game like <laughs> oh, I, no. I was never gonna let anyone <laughs> oh they absolutely could have died in my game yeah times. I, I hear you i had a really nasty monsters. i had a really nasty uh, scarecrow ambush set up that where they were literally falling from the trees and they mm. all made the right decision to uh run <laughs> uh, i uh i ran a pretty straight uh wizard's tower which uh was a ton of fun but there was a very easy uh, way for all of them to not be able to make it out. Like, it, is po it was possible that some of them were stuck in it for eternity. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but they managed to figure out actually a pretty ingenious solution. So, to get you know, out if you want to so. play the whole time, go to dance table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. That was the end of the scenario. Like, yeah. the very end, some of their characters could have gotten stuck for eternity in the Well, tower. I had a big fight at the end that was actually really tough for him, especially since one guy stood outside of the building and just shot arrows <laughs> into the building. He was just hitting everybody, yeah. like his own guy guys but <laughs> so uh, it, i mean it was a really successful event mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not for, for uh, sure. not only for us but more importantly i think for uh the meadery because i mean they're not going to have events unless they're making money so mm -hmm. which is good everybody had mead mm -hmm. and and um it, it went really well so smooth special thank you to tim our fourth dm yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Out. He, did good he uh his players all said they had a blast tim said he had a lot of fun he ran one of the most interesting scenarios i've ever heard of it was an orc accountant company, and, <laughs> and, it, and it was just full of like orcish middle management that were just dead inside. Oh, and a, <laughs> apparently, it had a lot of puns. I love um, it. That's good. He <laughs> shook my hand, and he had the softest hands I've ever yeah. felt in my life. Never worked a day in his life. He's a photographer. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, well, they were like shockingly soft. <laughs> I was just like, "Can I just like pet these?" I want to curl up in those. Yeah. I wish they were bigger. <laughs> yeah, I wish they were such a tiny boy. But um, you're half my size. It's gonna be really uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was it was a really good time. We set we set up a uh, mailing list now, so that next time we plan on doing something, we can just email the people that are all already came, give them a heads up, and hopefully we'll get new people too. And um, I, I mean, I'd love to expand it and do something with board games, too, if we could figure out how to do that. Yeah. So um, teaching board games is just so much harder than. Well, that's why you just have running to running a d, &D. I mean, you just get, have to get like smaller games, like games mm -hmm. that are easy. And then people would just rotate around and play mm -hmm. whatever, like co even code names or and oh, stuff yeah, like that. A bunch fine. of games like that. So that is our D&D &D, um, experience yeah. 2.0. Thanks so much for everyone who came out. We had a blast. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely going to happen again. Yeah, for sure. We, we love having like these little events. It's so yeah. cool getting to come out and meet everybody and make some new friends and i want to say like if you obviously don't live near us and can't come sure. to one of these which is probably the vast majority of you it wasn't that hard actually to run i, I we were immediately shocked by the amount of people that came out if you just yeah. happen to have an inn anywhere around you in a mm -hmm. public location go ask some of the managers see if they would do something like this you're bringing them business and it's a lot of fun to really get shocked at how many local nerds there are that want to come play that, 
that is the that is always the part that kind of surprises me the most. And I was I was over at a, uh, a local board game shop, which I'm going to name drop now. It's going to be called the Vault. It's mm. over in Harrington, it Delaware. The Vault. It is called the Vault. <laughs> um, and Lewis is a really super nice guy, and uh, he's also just trying to build a board game community like in the area. And like I, every time I talk to anybody about it, like there's such an appetite for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because there's like you always feel like you're stuck, not stuck, but you're always like in these little groups of people that like can sometimes get together, and you you know you always want to ex- keep expanding this group of people who you can like enjoy games with Mm -hmm. you don't ever know until you attend or try to set up something like this how how hungry people are for it yeah and we're pretty we're pretty unique about it because i mean the only not the only reason we did it but we have a a podcast that of course we want to promote too Mm -hmm. so our name was attached to it and people said they whether i believe them or not they said they started (laughs) listening uh the people from the dungeons and dragons thing said they they downloaded our podcast which is great so i mean that's the real reason that that we did this we want to get our name out there but then like i'm with you guys i was so shocked at like the area because i'm used to so if i'm playing board games i know i'm going to play with mark and dave Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to be other people to play board games in this area Mm -hmm. Because it's not like you could just walk down the street and ask people if they want to play Arcadia Quest. Like no, <laughs> nobody's gonna know what you're talking about. So it it was pretty amazing, and we actually played board games with a guy that came to um, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. We got his email, and, and and there's some more that want to come play board games. Yeah, with absolutely. As well. and, and so we will. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for playing. Board. <laughs> I'm so sick of playing with you guys. Yeah, I will yeah, accept I anything. Yeah, for I, sure. Well, and I think that's part of the problem. The very nature of board games, they are introverted as a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you meet people when the entire hobby is sitting in someone's dining room and mm-hmm. and playing a board game? And mm-hmm. the the area we live in, especially, so we live in a resort area. So in the summertime, our population essentially doubles. Oh, traffic's and, so bad. And traffic's bad, and, yeah. and it's hard to find people. So in the winter, it's quote-unquote easier to find people because, you know, those people live here. But it's still, we had no idea that that many people live in this yeah. area. And I can only imagine if you live in a bigger city or something, like how many people are out there that share mm-hmm. the hobby. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, create Facebook groups or whatever, just... Uh, Get in touch with people. There's a lot of people that want to play board games that don't, that mm-hmm. can't because they don't have groups. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one of the main strengths, I think, of this particular hobby is the fact that, you know, you're not connected by a screen. You're actually sitting across the yeah. and you're having personal interactions with people. Right. That's and why it's one of my favorite things. That's about why it. I prefer board games to video games. Yeah. Is because I have social interaction. And I I mean, I'll say it a million times. I I like do not want to be with other people as <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> this I mean, this helps me. I, I mean I mean, I know you guys, so obviously like it doesn't matter. But if we're playing with a new person, I get that like social anxiety. And yeah. especially every time we set up one of these D&D events, it's like the whole two weeks leading up to it. I'm like, I do not want to do this. <laughs> like I, if I could find a way out of this, I am. I will get out of this. But I can't. I never can. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. one of these times I'm going to cancel last minute. And you guys are going to be so screwed. <laughs> I'll take your players, Dan. I'll kill him. I don't there care. So, well, but, speaking of board games. Speaking yeah. of board games, we played some board games. We did. Uh, why don't we start with the one we've just played okay. minutes before this podcast? podcast started tiny epic mechs tiny epic pew, mechs pew. i so i backed this on kickstarter this is from gamelin games and it's one of those little tiny baby boxes mm-hmm. which th- are so nice because you can transport them but then the actual like footprint of the game is much larger than i expected it's much yes. larger and it is almost impossible to get all that stuff back in the box how they <laughs> shipped it that was my biggest problem so i opened up the game when it first came to look at all the pieces and i immediately couldn't figure out how they shipped it to me <laughs> and so it left that like gap in the box that just drives me nuts yeah so i was just looking at it. i think it's today just, i got it's it it's just never going to be flush ever oh, again oh it's so annoying I don't, <laughs> how did they do it and so here's a company here's an idea we start a company that takes pictures of board games as soon as they come in the box oh, oh but that doesn't work because they're unpunched 
Yeah. But this game doesn't have anything to punch, really. So I was like four tokens in the entire game. But those were for the expansion. So I don't know. Anyway, that maybe this... Don't steal my idea. I, I'm, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're workshopping I'm wor- it. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, so Tiny Epic Max is a programming game where you are competing in an arena. So all, any mech game ever in the whole history of board games is in an arena. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of a mech game that's not an arena. I can only think of like three mech games anyway. True. What's, so, that, uh, what's that one? Um, Giant Killer Robots. GKR. GKR. Yeah, that was an arena. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's an arena. This one was in an arena. There's another one that's okay. like uh, Rally Bots. Rally no, Robots. No, Robo no. Bots. It's Robo like, Rally? Robo Rally that's, is those what aren't I was mechs. Those are like little. Uh, it's true. They're robots. Robots. <laughs> You've nailed it, Daniel. But that uh, is also a programming game. Robo it is. All, yeah. So the world is cyclical. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so in this game, uh, like I said, it's a programming game and you are in a arena. So you put out your programming cards. You. The best, the coolest thing about this is the components of the game. So you have a little guy, just like Tiny, Tiny Epic Adventure, and then you have stuff, your little plastic pieces that your little meeple holds. So there's like all a these gun yeah, or sword yeah, gun, or whatever. shields. So that's the <laughs> that's the coolest part of the game. Your little meeple holds his weapons, and then you put him inside a little meeple mech, and you add more weapons to him. And then there's like a mighty mech that sits in the middle, mm-hmm. and you add more weapons to that. So mm-hmm. there's a ton. Of, if you go to our Instagram, there there'll be a bunch of uh, pictures of this game where you could see the little mechs on there. It's just a fun little programming game. Mm-hmm. Like any programming game, it's just kind of chaotic. Like <laughs> you don't know what's I, I, at least me, I don't know where anyone's going to be, so I just guess. You yeah, can you like can, I'm super sure about what my first move is going to be. Right. Right. <laughs> after that. After that, I think during the last turn we were I was just like, I don't know, maybe I'll have money to buy something. That's what I <laughs> yeah. did too. Yeah. And it, and you can add it up beforehand, but mm-hmm. why bother? Yeah. But I'll I'll also say um as far as programming games go, I felt much more in control in this game. And maybe it's just because no other player could really move you. Yeah, you can't be moved by any other right. player. The only thing that that hinders anything you're about to do is if you get in combat and then you lose that combat, you have to go to a different space. Mm-hmm. So that screws up what you had planned. But then if it, you lose a combat, yeah. then, then you go to ad hoc, so it doesn't so matter. Ad hoc what? means normally in a program game, in this one it's four turns. So you put out four cards. Let's say you go up and collect resources and you go to the right and you deploy a mine and you go you know down again and somewhere else so you put out your four cards and you program your turn and then each thing happens as the uh, as you go around but if you happen to lose a combat ad hoc means now you can just pick up all of your cards off the entire table mm-hmm. and on your turn you get to just play whatever you want yeah. in whatever direction you want so you have total control of what's going yeah, on so yeah so losing combat's not a huge deal and like sometimes you'll get in combat when you don't mean to so you're just going to lose it anyway mm-hmm. so getting in ad hoc mode's not a huge deal for you yeah and it, it definitely opens up a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. so it's not a huge deal if you lose it's yeah, like, yeah you know, it's, it's actually kind of nice sometimes and speaking of combat that was the thing that actually threw me for the most loop because losing is almost a misnomer in this one because you can lose combat but come out ahead yeah and it's mm-hmm. because the entire point of the game is purely to get victory points winning combat gets you one victory point but every point of damage you do yeah. gets you a victory point. yeah yeah so, so i you... went into a combat and got way more points than dan actually yeah. but i lost the combat because yeah, i didn't do any damage to you or i did like one point yeah. of damage it ended up oh no no i didn't no, do did any zero. damage mm-hmm. and you ran out of weapons mm-hmm. so that makes you retreat from combat which gives me a victory point one victory point but dave did like six I points of damage five and, yeah five points yeah to his one 
it, it reminds me a little bit of like um, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Mm -hmm. Same company. Oh, okay. That makes total sense then. Um, <laughs> where like you can absolutely lose, but depending on how you handle the encounter, there's a huge windfall to be found. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in, in Air, Land, and Sea, uh, Heroes of Air, Land, and Sea, this is something that we it took us a couple games to wrap our heads around. So in that game, uh, combat really is a victory point booster. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you get most of your victory points. But we're so obsessed with guaranteeing ourselves a win in the combat that combat was kind of scarce. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in this game. Like when win or lose, you're going to get some victory points, and that's the point of the game. Yeah. So it's a I kind of like it because I love it. I, yeah, because yeah. I don't. Sometimes I know I'm not going to win a combat, but I still want to be in combat because mm -hmm. it's just fun. And this game and Heroes of Airland and Sea does the same thing where I could just be in a ton of combats. Even if I lose, I'm getting victory points, which is nice. Right. Instead of only getting victory points if you win, which is I'm terrible at. So Yeah. Well, it's just cool because it like totally incentivizes like player interaction. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is it's great. Like, yeah. And like anytime you can get players who are actively like hunting each other around the board, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool. Like that's yeah, enjoyable. Absolutely. And games like Heroes of Airland and Sea, and even in this game a little bit, I want to build my guys up. Like mm -hmm. that is my instinct to build mm -hmm. my guys up. But if you do that, you're going to lose. You're going to lose terribly because yep. everybody else is fighting and getting victory points while you're like, you might have the best mech, but everybody blows you away in victory points. Yeah. So that helps me like come out of that, which mm -hmm. is good because that can't be my strategy for every game. Oh yeah. It is, but it, I mean, it can't be. <laughs> so Dan and I have played this game twice. Dave, yeah. what were your like hot takes on this? Hot take. Uh, my hot take after the first combat was <laughs> I'm so, loud, I'm so <laughs> confused, mostly because I lost combat and I yep. didn't understand how it worked. So there's a couple different levels of your character. Right. So your starting character is just you as a person. Me Meeple, mm -hmm. Meckle, just Me a Meckle. <laughs> and, like and Mega Meckle. And Grande Meckle. Grande Meckle. Grande Meckle. So as a regular person, you can only carry two weapons. Right. And then as a mech, you can carry two Meckle. more. So four weapons. And right. then I think the big dude can carry more. Uh, can he? No, no. He carries four weapons, but they're, but they're all advanced. They can weapons. all be advanced. Oh, okay. So, so um, <laughs> enjoy your real gun. Yeah. <laughs> The interesting thing about that is if you're the attacker, then you have to use a weapon first. Basically, you attack with one weapon, your opponent attacks with one weapon. You attack with one weapon, your opponent attacks with one weapon. You go back and forth, and then the first person who cannot attack with a weapon loses, period. Mm -hmm. So that means if you're a regular person and each of you have two weapons, if you are the attacker, you just lose. Yeah. And that was so hard to wrap my you head retreat. around. You retreat. Yeah, you don't get mm -hmm. knocked out or anything, but you retreat. But you don't win. Right. What was weird to me, but then as soon as I wrapped my head around around oh who cares about it's that more about victory i just got points. so many more victory exactly. points than you right. did because you get a victory point for <clears throat> just being the attacker you and know. that's like the initial confusion because in the majority of games like if you win combat if you lose combat that is bad if you win combat that is good the but term the, winning usually denotes it's a good sure but in <laughs> yeah. but in this one but in that's retreating so it's not mm -hmm. a win or loss you, mm -hmm. and the the guy that forced the retreat gets a victory point but that's not always like we said yeah like i came you out can, with one yeah and i and, came out with five yeah, yeah. so it's not always like always if i catch you with a jump action right and right. then like i get to just level the the boom hammer down on you exactly. first first turn and i'm gonna do three to four victory points worth of damage to you so mm -hmm. yeah you have to be like i feel like when you're the tiny little squishy boy you have to be a lot more judicious <laughs> about like when you attack because well that and that's the thing there's there's turrets and then there's um mines, mines. And so those give you victory points every other round. Mm -hmm. And so Dave had a landmine right after I got KO'd. And I was like, I'll just step on this landmine on purpose so Dave doesn't get these points. 
and I did eliminate that landmine, <laughs> but I also eliminated myself because I that KO'd me again because it was just so the landmine was so strong. And so I got a victory point. Yeah, my landmine blew up Dan. Yeah, it ended up Dave lost out on one victory point from the mm-hmm. all the scoring on that, but mm-hmm. it was like yeah, I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, there's my turn. I guess I blew up that landmine and back to ad hoc. Yeah, and there we go again. Like you said, the footprint's really nice on this. Mm-hmm. The the cards are a decent quality. Random but, draw board every time. Yeah, every time. Obviously, we're into that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like a little bit of uh, chaos. but the meeple mm-hmm. and the, the little plastic weapons are super high quality yeah, stuff. Those, those are so dope, too. Mm-hmm. Like when it's you just so have cool like a, a crazy thing. Like I, remember, I think our first game we played, I had the hammer on the shoulders. Yeah. So yeah. like it was, just, I just imagined it just swinging yeah, wildly it was like on a my car- shoulder. A cartoon <laughs> hammer just swinging like horizontally <laughs> on his shoulder. What's happening? It's like, a, it's like the most awesome version of BattleBots. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. The, uh, the game is, is fun. So yeah. let's, do, let's do our first scoring of our new scoring system. Oh, nice. So so out of so uh, this meckles. is going to be out of ten. How <laughs> of many meckles <laughs> would you give this out of ten? But you, of course, cannot use seven. Cannot use seven. You know, I really gotta kind of go eight on it. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight also. I think this is unanimous. Oh, unanimous. Really? Yeah, yeah. I gotta go and, eight meckles. And and really, so I kind of want combat to be a little more in depth. It's kind of finessed a little bit. It's kind of nice because there's a counteracting system. A like, little rock paper, a little rock action. paper scissors action. Oh yeah, that is. We didn't cover that. But that doesn't so, matter. Yeah, Who yeah, cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, uh, Tiny Epic Max, really good game, and mm-hmm. I I think you can get it for pretty cheap. Breezy doesn't overstay its welcome. It's easy breezy, easy breezy, meckle squeezy. <laughs> yeah, cover uh, mech, cover <laughs> mech, <laughs> splat. That's the sound your dude makes when it mechs. Oh man, he made it so many <laughs> times. All right, yeah. so uh, we played back in the day, and we did a review of this on a previous podcast yeah. at some point. Um, Herbaceous, Mark got it. It's a card game. So uh, Re- refresh my mind, Daddy. Was that the secret nope, garden game? We are not yeah. doing that again. <laughs> it is Mark. It is. So As we, a matter of fact. Oh no, I like I like having a secret garden. I'm gonna edit all of you out. <laughs> oh, don't, no. do don't do it. Dave, don't. It's just gonna be me talking. <laughs> it's just fan service now. Um, <laughs> the people demand it. <laughs> the people demand a secret garden. So herbaceous sprouts is the next thing we're going to talk about. Sprouts basically took all of the ideas that Herbaceous had and then, in my opinion, made them better. But I'll explain the game a little bit. So in Herbaceous Sprouts, um, it's not just a card game. In this one, there's an actual board. Uh, The board is a public garden. There's only a public garden. Nobody has anything other than a public garden. Mm -hmm. Say it right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on your turn, um, you're just going to choose one of the uh, tools, the cards that are up top of the board. There's always just plus one card per player. And in... Herbaceous Sprouts, it's kind of cool because it's all dice-driven now. Yeah, we like dice. So you reach your I hand into like a dice. bag of dice. I love yeah, bags which is a dice. bag of dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Bags of dice are so satisfying. What's yeah, the best nice. bag of dice game? What's the best game that you have to reach into a bag? Oh, I almost want to say... Clank? Clank, yeah. Clank, Clank's pretty good. Because yeah. As far as bag game goes, Well, you're yeah, reaching Clank's a bag and you're terrified of it. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you don't want to draw your own cubes. You want to draw other people's yeah. cubes. Now, uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg? We haven't played it yet. Though. I know we haven't played it yet, but is there a bag? I feel like there's a bag Dave situation. No, we will play Quacks of Quinnipiac. Yeah, but okay. next you op- episode, did you open spoilers? Well, a little taste for next time. <laughs> He's it. got a you got you got a hand inside the goodie bag right there. <laughs> no, I haven't even opened you, it. Yet. You you reached in there and you got yourself some Quacks of Quinnipiac. Well, there's a bag in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so you reach in the bag, you pull out some dice, and then the cards dictate how many sprouts are going to go on all of those dice. I hate how many terms there are for seeds in this. Yeah, there's little, seeds and there's sprouts. That is the one thing that was kind of complicated because I I still don't know exactly where the sprouts come in. There are no sprouts. It's all seeds. Well, you can basically ignore the keywords 
for the most part. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So but they use them all the time. They, they do. So you basically are just trying to plant your different plants on the board in the most victory point worthy spot. Right. And that's so, for the most part it. Yeah. So you're looking for like three, uh, three of a kind mm-hmm. or one of each of the Two, So either multiples of pairs or yeah. as many of the same herb as you can get or between one and five different herbs. There's only five different herbs. Yeah. Or a specialty flower. So there's four oh, yeah. different sections of the garden. <laughs> but you need a trowel. And you, you true. have a trowel to plant a flower. Or a watering can. <laughs> so like there all are, checks out. There yeah. definitely are, is a little bit of a learning curve. But the truth is, by the time you're like one round into the game, it starts to make sense. After yeah, a couple rounds, it took rounds, me about it. three or four. But <laughs> <laughs> So in a three-player game, there is a ghost player, essentially mm-hmm. the weeds. The weeds. Which I lost to. Oh, I lost that is to true. the weeds. The weeds got more victory <laughs> but it, points it, than it, it took me like i said it took me like three or four rounds but once i got the second game i did way better than Mm. the first game but yeah it took me a minute to understand what i was doing uh the dice like if there's dice i'm going to roll them and it's not (laughs) it's not like the best strategy in this game to constantly roll these dice but though yeah that's what i did yeah yeah there's a bunch of different actions you can get re-rolls you can get all sorts of stuff but the basic crux of the game is it's pretty chill like so i taught some uh, Mm -hmm. non-gamer friends of ours uh, how to teach this or play this the other day we played a four-player game which um i love the four player count uh with that yeah i think it plays best of four it's it's kind of the perfect amount it It was better four player was better than the three player with the weeds so i've played two three and four player oh brag wow brag um and i master garden garden now boys and i think i'm only one i got my sun hat on Um, Don't mind me. I'll just be over here sipping my lemonade on my porch. <laughs> there is lemonade. There is, in this there game. Lemonade is this game. lemonade. It's a victory point card <laughs> you can earn. Uh, but basically, you're just trying to plant your plants. And if you put on the Melody soundtrack, uh, there isn't one, which made me very sad. Oh. So I put on the Arboretum soundtrack, and it was perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would probably populate an Herbaceous Sprout soundtrack with le- at least three songs by Joni Mitchell. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know who else I would put in there. Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah. That's. <laughs> Just banana mm. pancakes on repeat. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's kind of perfect, actually. <laughs> I would only play every different version of Paved Over a Parking Lot. Oh, no. Paved, what is that song? Paved Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paved yeah. Paradise. Yeah. Just, there's like a hundred versions of that. That's yeah. good. That's good. I'm down. <laughs> it's not thematic. Do you know that song's actually called like Blue Taxi or something completely random? Sure, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Um, it's a so, weird time for music. So let's talk about what do you think about like the components for this game? I think, uh, well, the dice are awesome. So there's a bunch like of different dice. Dice. They're all mm-hmm. completely custom dice. They come in different colors, and then each color has all five of the herbs on it. And then the sixth side is a special item that you can use. And they're like yeah. nice little plastic dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want my dice to be a little heavier. They were light. That's, they yeah. were like that's just me. Like I feel like if they're heavier, that you get a better roll. But also, like it doesn't. For the most part, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But that's so. Just me. And the so the it's gonna sound like I'm nitpicking there, but I'm totally not. <laughs> I just then, like I just like heavy. I do dice. like heavier dice. Yeah. Like the playing cards are fine. They're playing they're card playing material. Though my biggest complaint about the game is kind of the art like some of the uh, art is not some fantastic of, some of it just looks too similar well there's a gardening glove that's mm-hmm. almost unrecognizable as a gardening glove it yeah. looks like that smash bros way back in the day that mm-hmm. big old glove that's, yeah. that came oh, down and yeah, punched yeah, yeah. you yeah. it just looked like that in red well at first it looked the master glove <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I remembered that well first it looked like a glove you would wear in the snow like a big snow oh, I can ma- see that. so I was yeah. like what is this how it was a good size glove it 
wasn't like an OJ glove. No, no, it <laughs> it fit. It did fit. Yeah. Also, it was in a fist. Which yeah, is, it was which so is weird. Confused me. So yeah. that I mean, the, I guess that's my biggest complaint. What the heck is this glove doing in there? I, <laughs> we don't understand the glove. Yeah, what is this glove? The, um, the gameplay itself is a lot of fun. That my wife picked this game out, and it really was easy to teach to non-gamers, which uh, to me is always a plus in a sure. game. Sure, it was it was easy to pick up because I didn't require like I usually require a me, lot like, of rounds, instruction. So. But like, yeah, having played like base herbaceous, like you kind of understand. Okay, I need to get like certain sequences of yeah. like seeds mm -hmm. in order to plant. And this and this was not sorry to interrupt, Mark. No, no, but you're good. This was so when Dave was explaining it, him and Ray were get, really getting it, mm -hmm. and I was kind of half listening. So that could be why I was like <laughs> didn't understand it for four rounds. Yeah, yeah. Because he you would say something, and then I would like, oh, maybe I don't understand that, and then Ray would be like, yes, and then you'd be like, okay, moving on, and then I'd be like, uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh -oh. oh no, I did not pay enough attention. So sometimes that happens to me, and I just cop to it immediately. I was, I wasn't paying attention. Can you please go for that <laughs> roll with me again? And that's the problem. I paid just enough attention where I kind of got it, yeah. but then it was not good enough to develop a strategy. <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing I think it fixed is that in the base game, Herbaceous, the card game, you only plant, what, three, four times the entire game? And so, yeah. so much of the game is just waiting. Pick two, put one down. Pick two, put one down. Whereas in this, I felt like almost every turn, I could do something if I wanted to. Yeah. I could plant there was, somewhere there if was I wanted to. There were very few to. times where I couldn't mm -hmm. plant. There were times I chose not to so that I could yeah. save what I had and plant in a better spot on right. the next turn. I think right. the only time I couldn't plant is if I planted something big the, the turn before and I only had like one dice left over and then like nothing else came out that was useful so mm -hmm. i just mm -hmm. like couldn't put the yeah. next round then i did another big thing so it's not it's not terrible no, no and the no. game only runs like eight rounds yeah, yeah it's, and so. it's like, quick it runs pretty quick yeah i, I do agree with you guys i kind of wish because that the like herbaceous like the base card game the art was so beautiful on it, was, it. Yeah. like the just the different like they had more room to put it on these right. cards mm -hmm. so they put all the art on these cards so here they have cards but they have very uh, not as much stuff on them for sure but and they're very easy to read they're easy yes. to read but then all of the sprouts in this game are seeds in this game or whatever you want to call it are on the dice mm -hmm. yeah and i mean you only have so much space to yeah. put a thing i feel like it's there. an aesthetic sacrifice they had to make for sure. like if you want to use yeah right. if you want to use yeah, yeah, yeah to make it better yeah they had so to sacrifice. i feel like mm -hmm. it's a worthwhile trade I will agree that I think the art is slightly worse, but I think the gameplay is far superior. Yeah, than okay. the card game. I mean, it, yeah, that that's they're a, both fine. That's a fair take. That's a fair take. Dave I Hubbard. I think they fixed the only few complaints that I had with the card game, with the dice game, which is mostly the I spend most of it sitting here doing nothing and then occasionally plant something. Yeah, because that was the problem with the first game is like there were huge builds up, build ups, and then there was like real quick. Yeah. Uh, and now actions. I'm out of cards. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm gonna like spend a few more turns building up. Yeah. Now I have nothing for seven rounds. Right. Right. Get out of here stupid game <laughs> uh all right so let's rank this oh, rate what, are we, this, what are we doing what, what's uh, the out of uh seedlings mm. oh how seedlings. many seedlings? seedlings out of 10 minus seven no without using seven yeah not um much. i gotta go with about a six on this one you know what <clears throat> that's what i was gonna do six because mm. it's not it's not enough for an eight because it's not something that i want to play again a ton mm -hmm. of times like i if we played it again like fine i will definitely play it because it is fun i will absolutely play it with my wife again because she really likes it right and the mm -hmm. fact that you with two or three players you have the weed element in it really does uh, not make like it marijuana tighter. though no weeds. Right. it's more like uh, crabgrass yeah <laughs> but if there was an expansion <laughs> yeah we're, we're just saying like i'd love to see a herbaceous dank fields <laughs> that'd be real nice <laughs> like just not like, legal in most states <laughs> yeah yeah no that one's uh that one's california yeah. specific Her herbaceous maui wowie <laughs> oh man herbaceous sour diesel <laughs> 
I'm I'm also gonna give it a six. Oh man, this is lame. I, I know. <laughs> except I'm ranking mine in Secret Garden. Oh yeah, yeah well, this Secret is a God. Public Garden. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, only you know, a public garden. No, I keep all my feelings in my Secret Garden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I give it a six. Six. Yeah, this would be a perfect seven game since we're not allowed to do seven. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, this is an excellent seven, Which, but yeah. that is a cop out. Actually, makes me like the ranking system even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because make a decision. Yeah, yeah. it's a six. <laughs> no, I don't but it's know. like a it's like a high six. Mine's like a six. Yeah, yeah just like a, a plain old six. Six point eight. No, we're not starting that. <laughs> stop that. You stop it. <laughs> Two reviews in, and I'm already changing it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about space space next. Space 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 space, 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 space or baby. As, or as I will instantly hot take it, fixed and better Machu Koro. <laughs> space Koro. <laughs> space Koro. So I bought this game after <laughs> we played space Machu Koro, and uh, oh, because. All of the reviews say exactly that. It is it is Machu Kur in space, but fixed from the problems that we had with Machu Kur. Yeah, I was gonna say what uh, if you want to take a look at our review for Machu Kur. Oh man, I would give you an episode, but I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it was a few episodes. Ago. I'll look it up while you guys yammer like on about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we'll vamp, Dave. I I mean, I'm just gonna talk about the game. Space base. Everyone starts with their own space base, if Ooh. you will. Uh, it is populated with twelve different ships, one through twelve. You're rolling two dice on every turn, so you're options are 1 through 12 because you can always split the dice anytime you want. So one person rolls the dice at the start of their turn, and then after you roll the dice at the start of your turn, what you do is every player at the entire table, and we usually play this simultaneously, can choose to either take the sum of the dice or split them and use both of them separately. And depending mm, on yep. what ships you have in your 1 through 12 section, you basically just choose whatever is best for you, which yeah. makes perfect sense. Like what sense. generates the most income, mm-hmm. what gives you the best economy. What is the most fun. So what in, is the most fun? So in the beginning of the game, you are pretty much stuck with what you roll for yourself for mm-hmm. the most part. There's very few ships that you'll have that will generate uh, any anything on other people's turns. Um, but every single time you upgrade any of your 1 through 12 slots, you're buying cards that have a 1 through 12 on them, and so they replace the card in that slot. But you take the card in that slot, flip it upside down, and then slide it under the board where you can see just the little top bit of it. The top bit has a red section with Mm -hmm. now what that will generate for you if that number is rolled on someone else's turn. Right. Which is such a fun mechanic because you're basically, you're upgrading your board, so you're always losing whatever the blue power is on your turn gets rolled but you're always adding a new red power to get stuff on other people's Yeah, it's, it's totally cool because it definitely keeps you more involved. I kept looking for an opportunity for a bathroom break, and it just never came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even after, and we played with the full player kind of five people, yeah. and you couldn't yeah. find an opportunity. Yeah. So that it doesn't feel like there's downtime, which is really neat because with five people, like you could sit there forever. Sure, certain games, mm. yeah, that'll be Like terrible. here's that'll a land and see. Yeah, yeah just... for sure. That'd be a drag. Yeah. I have complaint you have complaints yep all right i have two complaints about this game okay uh first one there is a card that if you purchase it and get these three cubes Uh, on it you win the game oh yeah we just took it out of the game we took it out of the game which is great because i hate that though like that's such a terrible design i think you like an instant win card i think a card even says you win the game you win win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, it's it's hard to do it's a 12 and you can only get the cubes on your turn but then there's other cards that would let you put cubes on any card yeah so realistically if you got both of them like you could win in a couple turns yeah which is i mean so stupid you spend all this time building up 
hyperspace base and getting victory points, and then some dude just gets this and wins. That would drive <laughs> yeah. me insane. Um, <laughs> my second thing is, I don't think this game has enough player interaction. Yeah, uh, I, I say see there that. is yeah. zero player interaction. In fact, the only player interaction is you watching someone roll their dice and that's, then going, "Man, I hope you roll yeah, what I need." Yeah, that's not player interaction though. That's just you watching dice. So there's no way to do anything to anybody else. Mm, that's not true. They, nobody bought the cards. I don't think they came but out. But what it, what is it though? So there are cards that if they come out, then you can uh, make people lose victory points. I know for sure. I have not read yeah. all of the cards, but I know mm. for a fact that there is well, a then card. That's not, but yeah, because that's like that is my complaint. But also, like Machi Koro does it so much that you can't get ahead. Yeah. But uh, this game, like we didn't do it at all, which is kind of like oh, okay, like it's almost a solo game at this point. Like I could roll, I could roll dice for other players and could, just keep. I playing could this see game. the complaint there. It reminds me a little bit of like how I felt when we played uh, Roll for the Galaxy, which, yeah, which I do really enjoy, but yeah, it me is too. primarily a solo, a solo experience. Game. Yeah. yeah. Because oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Because there's no way to watch what the other players are doing because everybody's doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's fun to like, oh, I really need you to roll a nine and then you roll a six. Like, okay, fine. But I'll still get my one dollar or space buck or whatever <laughs> it is. Buck. Space mm. sheep or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> space sheep. <laughs> it. It's because it's this one is just first person to 40 victory points wins. And then, yeah. uh, well, at that point, you just finish out the round. So everyone gets the same number of turns and that's it. Yeah, I totally understand that complaint, yeah. but that doesn't bother me mm. at all. Yeah, if that see, makes that, sense. it takes it away from me for sure. There, there's no player interaction or very little player interaction. It's a solo game. Like it is like like Mark said, playing Roll for the Galaxy, which I love, and I had fun playing this game, like building my space base as a, as a fun time. Mm -hmm. But I also want to play games with other people. Like this is just all of us sitting around playing solitaire almost. See, and I felt like um, the other players at the table were actually the the factor that dictated some of what I was trying to do. Because I'd look around and I'd be like, "Oh no, Ray's rushing the game, rushing yeah, the victory." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, I better, I better focus more on victory points as opposed to focusing more on my economy sure. or my whatever. Right. So there was interaction in that other players were forcing me to try to but speed up my victory. Still not but, player interaction. But yeah. no, was I directly interacting? With yeah, yeah. That's no. not player interaction. That's you uh, reacting to what another player is doing. Mm -hmm. So it's not because that's what I wanted. Like, I want some way to negatively affect someone else. And other than like me buying a ship that someone else wanted, like there wasn't right in our game, at least there was none mm -hmm. of that. But I would have definitely liked to screw the other players. <laughs> yeah. So. If there were like a kinetic weapons expansion where you could just like drop ball bearings into space. And then... there is an expansion where everyone has. There are expansions. <laughs> that's the most awful thing you could do to a spaceship, Dan. Think of how fast those ball bearings would accelerate through space. I, listen, I get it. I get it. It's terrible, but this it's just just a ball bearing, but it's going just under the speed of light. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> ripping through your ship at the speed of light. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, I mean, I I had fun, but I it is far superior to Machi Koro because Machi Koro makes it so you can't play the game sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I all like I never had a turn where I didn't do something, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't not get money. Like, yeah, there's you no, yeah. unless you choose to do a thing usually that's like just victory points or whatever, like you can't really not get money and you can't have it taken away. And when I say play interaction, I don't want to like screw someone over so they can't have a turn like that i hate right. that oh, yeah. but i would love a card that like let me move one of their ships to the right one or something yeah. like that mm. just like mess up their engine mm -hmm. and oh that'd be yeah something like that would just be some, just something like that like nothing game breaking it doesn't um it doesn't take like taking away a turn is like why am i playing games if mm -hmm. i don't yeah. get turns the, th the thing that i kind of noticed about this game is that it is the most interesting at the beginning like when you're building your engine and when you're starting to like get all your pieces kind of situated mm. i feel like the game like kind of loses steam as you begin to start to slowly climb towards your victory point because you reach a point where like you've now you know balanced you've 
balanced your economy. You're getting your infrastructure many, set. Exactly. Yeah. So like at that point, it's like, all right, well, who is getting like the most amount of cash? Because that is how you win. You buy victory points. Yeah. And then it, it just, it kind of like, it kind of bored me as the game went on. I, I found the most fun was like, just, all right, like starting, right, I'm going to forego it, like money this turn, but I'm going to improve my economy by like right. two spots. Yeah. Cause mm. like towards the end game, that is not the time to branch out and try something new. Like <laughs> right. you are right. past that point. Yeah. You have, you, you you have, have now, established you've now figured out the strategy. So maybe that's just like, I just, I, I hesitate to say that it overstayed its welcome because I don't think that these games fundamentally like do it for me mm. like as a player. I'm not a huge engine builder. Yeah, like, I they are fun. Like, but I do not. Uh, engine building is never a game that I look forward to playing. See, like, and I love yeah. engine yeah. builders yeah. like and Gizmo just, and all of yeah. that. Yeah, even back to Splendor. I was just about to even talk yeah. about Gizmo. Yeah. We, like we, we played all... that, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. See, and I love yeah. Gizmo. This, I this asked, is not for fine. me. <laughs> it is fine. I asked to play Gizmo semi regularly, and you guys are always like, I don't really want to. Yeah, I'm not a huge engine builder. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of fun, and not to say like. I like we play a lot of roll and rights lately, mm -hmm. and those are essentially solo games also. So oh, they're completely solo. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad thing not having player interaction. Yeah, but this game feels like it should have had something, and it, and like you said, there was cards we just didn't mm -hmm. get or whatever. But I, yeah, I wanted a little. I need something in between that and Machi Koro, like together. I will check out some of the expansions <laughs> and see if interlace. Watching Dan like do do lacing <laughs> his fingers, fingers yeah. together <laughs> yeah. for the radio, good. guys. For the radio, <laughs> yeah, I I appreciated it. It was All nice right, for me to look at. Do um, how many ball bearings out of uh, <laughs> ten, but not seven. Of course. But not seven. Uh, so this is a uh, ball bearing traveling just below the speed of light for me. Naturally, uh, but <laughs> I I still actually go about a uh, six on this game. Okay. I did, I think, a five. I'll do... Given that Machu Kuro for me is like a two. Oh, yeah, me too. My, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Especially my thoughts of Machu Kuro before we played it again was like a seven. And then we played yeah. it again, and I was just like, oh, no, no. This game has fatal flaws. Yeah. I think like Machi Koro when we first played it was like yeah. a seven Japanese towns out of like ten. Sure, but like when Number we played it, it, it was like it was like yeah, it was clearly like a two. I feel like while Space Base has made substantial improvements to the Machi Koro problem. The game just kind of just kind of left me feeling also, a little as lukewarm. A, as a caveat, you and I both said we're not huge right. engine yeah. builders, if, so it's if like you, kind of to I was be gonna expected. Say, if you love engine builders, like this game is, you sure. could, you probably would have a really good time playing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm I, not saying that I didn't have a good time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, I, I still had a good time playing it. It's it was just, just like I would never suggest we play Space Base, but I would, I would play it. I would be down to play it again. I would play it again. Saying all sure. that, all those caveats, I give it a nine. Four bar ba ball bearings at the speed of light, <laughs> out of ten. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I, <laughs> it like that, I give sense. it. I give it ten ball bearings. Yeah, I give it nine. Like, no, now it doesn't make sense. Yeah, now I know. <laughs> All right, space base. That space was the base. first game we've ever disagreed on. Yeah. In this podcast with our new scoring system. <laughs> yeah. Three games in, guys. We're breaking all kinds of ground here. Mark, you no. can't seem to figure out how to get the scoring system to work for you. Yeah, and also, how do you break ground in space, Mark? That doesn't even make sense. Well, you just you start do by launching a, a bunch of ball bearings at a planet. <laughs> Dave. And then you can like break plenty of ground if they make it through the atmosphere. That's true. He's got it. You know what? You just gotta make them big enough. Screw your planet. Yeah. <laughs> and your planet's broken. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. What else did we play, Dave? So last but not least, and I saved this for last on purpose. Yeah. Seventh Wonder. Uh, nope. Nope. Seventh Continent. <laughs> I keep wanting to call it Seventh Wonder. <laughs> seventh yeah, Wonders seventh is continent. a whole other thing. The Seventh Continent. Uh, yeah. Seventh go. Continent. So this was a huge Kickstarter. So they did one initially, and it was Gangbuster. And then they did another one and added an expansion, and it 
went nuts again. I didn't back either of these. Um, <laughs> so I had uh, the Kickstarter for Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Mm -hmm. But then we started playing Kill Team, and I realized I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to play that other game again. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have found my miniatures game of choice, and I'm not a millionaire, so I can't play a bunch of them. So <laughs> I got on BGG, and somebody actually offered that trade on the on their own, like to put it on the trades thing. It's so they deal. said, yeah, seventh, seventh Continent for Song of Ice and Fire miniatures kickstarter and i was like i have that <laughs> <laughs> and so i was really nervous actually about this trade because there's so many miniatures and i threw away a ton of boxes and i was super clear to this guy like listen i threw away a ton of these boxes because i thought i would keep this game forever and he's like no that's fine just like ship it ever however you can so i ended up i was walking through walmart and i found all these um tupperware things ah. and so i got uh, just a ton of bubble wrap and i was individually bubble wrapping all oh, these wow. figures what a so hero. I, he, this dude not only got this game he also got four huge things of tupperware <laughs> that's huge actually Which, that's hey, pretty solid. Yeah, hey, good on you buddy but he never sent it back but <laughs> um but anyway so he, he sent the game and it came in great condition and everything the only thing that was open was the original game so uh, if you're unfamiliar with Seventh Continent, it's not going retail. The The Kickstarter version will never be on retail because it's wow. over a thousand cards in the game. And um, that's impressive because, it, yeah, it has to be over a thousand. Just ours, I think, was like 300 and something. No, it goes way. The, the inserts go up to 300. But uh, I, all those cards in between it were yeah. like 20, 30 cards in between each. That's each crazy. Thing. Man. So anyway, that's so much content. Yeah. So it's and that's not even the expansion. So it's, it's not feasible. They said it's not feasible to go to retail, but they are selling a pared down version of it, I guess, to go to mm. retail. So whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. This doesn't none of this matters. <laughs> so uh, so Seventh Continent, this is set back in the twenties or, or so? Yeah, I want to say nineteen twenties ish. Yeah. Like yeah. almost Cthulhu style. Yeah, it's not, um, like, it's not, not Cthulhu. Cthulhu. It's it not is, Cthulhu. I was but. gonna say it is weird. It is a it is a quote unquote piece of weird genre. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So in this game, uh, they Penny have dreadful is another really yeah okay sure. sure i could see that yeah i don't know josh hartnett is in that show <laughs> <laughs> or like uh so i've named it <laughs> the um peter jackson's version of king kong king kong yeah sure like so, set in that time period. exactly it'd right. be like a it'd be like a story you'd read in like a cheap little book that you would buy off the street sure or a thousand cards yes <laughs> either or, of those or you could read it on these depending on what cards. era you're reading this story so <laughs> i should say this will be totally spoiler free we're not gonna go yeah anything away. Very... also we know very little because we're not great at this game <laughs> correct <laughs> so this game is set in uh like we said the 1920s ish and so they've discovered a seventh continent and you have been to this continent already you've explored it some and then you've come home and then you realize everybody has this curse mm -hmm. and so in order to cure this curse you have to return to the continent and find the cure so there is uh i want to say four or five curses that come with the the main game and every every curse um tells you how to start and then the game is planned out ahead of time like the designers planned it out which so, blew my mind it's crazy it's, they, it's insane yeah so there's there's these little square cards and you have these tiny tiny miniatures that go on these square cards and essentially um there's some areas to explore and when you explore it you flip over a card you take these tests and then it opens up a new part of the map and it just keeps growing there's like a fog around the fog of war essentially and i love exploring boards me that too one yeah. of my favorite we're, we're on me too and this game. game is like so in depth on exploring it's like insane yeah i couldn't believe how much the map expanded it's mm -hmm. huge especially I, the uh, so mark you didn't you didn't get to play the first time with us the map so the first curse we played was the curse of the goddess or something like it was that like island hopping it was yeah it was like an island hopping That's thing incredible. so we thought we were on the island and then it turns out we are not on the island so we explored the this whole i mean not on the continent 
So we explored this whole little island and wasted all of our energy. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go to another island and we did not do well. So, <laughs> so in this game, you it's you're basically taking tests. So you have a big deck of cards that is the group's energy, and that is essentially your life force. So you, um, depending on what the test is, you flip over these cards and there's stars on it, and if you get enough stars, you pass the test. If not, um, you take the consequences. So there's good things and bad things. Mm-hmm. And then as you're going, you put things in the discard pile. And there's four generic curse cards in the game plus whatever curse you're playing. So once all of these cards go to the discard pile, you start drawing from the discard pile. And a second you hit a curse, you lose. Like, you die. Game over for everyone. Game over for everyone. It's all done. So there's ways to get cards from the discard pile back into the main pile by hunting. Mm -hmm. And we did, the second game especially, we did a ton of that. We did so much better the second game than we did the first game. Considerably better, yes. This game is very, very hard. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, and I've heard this from everyone. Like, it's a super hard game. It's really, it's purposely meant to be brutal, I guess. And Uh, co-ops should be hard, in my opinion. Absolutely. Should be harder than uh, anything else. Absolutely. Because there's multiple people playing yeah it's basically no you one. versus the game it's right like, so yeah you would think cooperation would sort of make it a little easier. you would hope yeah <laughs> turns out you, you would hope turns out it's all you people burning my cards oh my gosh and, and, and that's and that's the funniest thing about this game so you want to do good and you want to pass these tests and a lot of times on these tests it says like one or two plus like these are the cards you have to draw you have to draw at least one or two but it's plus you could draw as many as you want you could draw 20 cards if you want mm-hmm. so that's like the biggest thing you want to pass this test but you also don't want to burn these cards right and you have to declare beforehand you have mm-hmm. to declare beforehand yeah. so it's a really like push your luck kind of thing yeah and it is and man it is nerve-wracking this game set does an excellent job of like building up stress absolutely and it, it like i can't think of another game that does it that good that yeah. in, implements this stress like everything is a stressful decision just the constant ratcheting up of dread yeah like every single time you move on to a new tile you don't know you know it's probably not going to be good right but you don't know what particular flavor of not good it is well and that's like so the first game the first game it was uh dave myself ray and my wife dave was having a great time on this yeah, island uh, the first uh fog card i stepped onto was just relax yeah relax and card. enjoy yourself nice. the yeah next one i stepped onto i got a life jacket for free i just found one i was having a great old time yeah so i got bit by a spider in my leg <laughs> nice and then i had to see if it laid eggs in my leg and I got attacked by several different monsters, <laughs> which all killed me. And it, it's just like, yeah. I was like having a complete opposite experience. And so it's such an interesting, and so a cool thing about the game is when you flip these cards over, you can keep one of the cards. So yes. even at, if you pass or fail, you always can keep one of these cards if, if it doesn't exceed your hand limit. So you get to keep these and they're all good for you. Mm-hmm. These cards are all helpful in some way. It's just, but you're constantly burning these cards. Like everything you do in this game is burning through these even, cards. Even the simple act of navigation, just yeah, moving, moving, just moving from tile on the board, tile, you're depending burning. on how, like how extreme the terrain is. Like mm-hmm. you, you may have to, you know, cough up four cards before you even can get a chance to move on yeah. to the tile. I really liked about this game that um, there is no death. Like yeah. I always like mm-hmm. that. So uh, the death mechanic, if you will, and it's not a death at all is uh, you get a lot of problems with you. So did you uh, get a scratch, a laceration, you broke a leg, you have internal bleeding, you have whatever, you're scared, you're whatever. Paranoid, yeah. All of these cards just have a little symbol on them where if you pick one uh, with this symbol, then you have to discard as many cards as you have of bad things wrong with you from the pile you're trying to not 
lose cards right. from. Right. Uh, so the mechanic is just burning the group's cards. It's not that you will die or something. So in the rule book, there is, it does mention death, but I don't know how or, because you don't look through any of these cards, like you, in the in the game, the adventure cards, you don't mm -hmm. look through. So apparently there's some way to die, but if you die, it says you just come back as another character. Oh, gotcha. So it's not, there's no pun. I mean, yeah, there's I clearly kinda, some punishment, but. Kinda, speaking of characters, I kind of want to like look through there and see which other characters there yeah, are. Yeah, so that's the Because cool... I, I know we're trying to not do like spoilers. Uh, the, uh, the characters aren't spoilers because okay. they all come in the thing. So uh, the characters are all historical figures. Mm -hmm. So you have like H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. Well, I, I don't want to say historical because that's not true. But because <laughs> one is uh, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. It's Victor like, Frankenstein. Yeah, so they're not mm. all, all it, it, but they're like, all things you've heard of. They're either again, it totally, a real person. Like, smacks of that like whole Penny Dreadful. Like, mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, we're bringing in actual people and people who are like... Uh, fictional, fictional in that world kind of yeah, yeah yeah and they all have special abilities but so the art the cards are really cool they're these squares which are are i thought would be kind of a pain but it's it never ended up being no an it issue. worked out quite well i thought mm because -hmm. i'm i guess i'm just used to regular card size mm -hmm. but so it's it's a square and the art on these are are just amazing and there's so many cards i can only imagine how much they had to pay these artists because there's just <laughs> so many cards and they all go together like they all fit together and that's the thing they mm -hmm. all create these maps and like i said there's like four or five different curses and they all have their separate own maps and yeah, old paths like i couldn't even fathom how unreal. to make some sort of game like this yeah. um but i mean i didn't know how to play herbaceous sprouts until like four <laughs> turns in so <laughs> i don't know how much you want to take from me but i i really so i guess i don't have complaints for this game I do. What what my biggest issue with this game is it is it just ends. Yeah. But it's not an, right. It's not so much an issue for me because it just makes me want to play it again. I could see that. It, yeah. So my complaint actually is the ending is just unsatisfying. Yeah. So like when it ends, it just ends. Like so you're just going through that discard pile, you flip up a curse, and that's it. Everyone yeah. just stops. That is like it's, it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It just felt very lackluster. Because the buildup is so crazy in that game. Like you are feeling all this tension and then suddenly mm -hmm. like you flip a card and it's, and it's, it's, it's all over and there's like okay i guess like we just put it away now that, yeah that, that is that is the one thing i kind of like noticed about while we were playing yeah, yeah. when and it I, ends i just really and i really don't know that if like because obviously we didn't win but like <laughs> i don't even know how you win. i guess there is a winning there's a way to beat these curses but hell if i know because <laughs> so when you get this curse you get a clue a clue card that tells you the backstory of the curse and yes. stuff but you have no idea how to cure this curse you're just on this island bumbling around like an idiot. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> the fact that they actually included like a little journal for you to like slide these cards. Yeah, so, oh so that's just what the expansion has this journal. It's like a little uh, leather band journal. So nice. And it looks like a photo holder, like a mm -hmm. photo. What? What is that called? It, it looks like the book? Uh, like no. photo album. Album. Yeah. Jeez. I was going to say, <laughs> you know what it reminded me book? of? It was oh, like when stupid. you, if, like if you collected baseball cards, like yeah, you yeah, had those yeah. sleeves yeah. where you would just slide the cards yeah, in. Yeah. So that's what this is. So when you find certain things, it goes into your um, uh, journal. Journal. Yeah, I, I, I'll figure it out. I got I don't you, know. Boo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it goes in your journal, and then players can look at this. In the base game, it's just a card that says journal, and you put the cards under it, which mm. is like far less satisfying. Yeah, mm -hmm. but also we never use them. We just we're never good enough, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't it's know. Really weird. Like I feel like that's the that's probably the other thing. I feel like there's almost too much. There's so much to the game, and I think maybe that's why I felt just so disappointed, unsatisfied, mm -hmm. unfulfilled 
when we lost both times actually yeah. because there's just so much I wanted to explore and so yeah. much I wanted to see and do and I mm-hmm. felt like I didn't really learn anything and I didn't really and, get anywhere and I think we should definitely go back because we played two different curses so we mm-hmm. should go back and play because it kind of reminds me of how Time Stories does yes. it where I'm every glad, rotation I'm so glad you said that yeah, because it crossed my mind because we it's playing. the same game the only thing that's going to be different is the fog tests because those are randomized yeah. but everything it's going to be the same map everything's going to be placed in the same so it's I'm curious if we go back and play it and we go through it because we know some of the sort things. of where things are and um you can go back and get a little bit better like uh time stories is designed like that mm-hmm. this game just it, it, it's By the its game nature, yeah it's like yeah that. so uh, i'm really curious to play yeah i'm kind of hooked on this game i we left it out okay i do have a complaint about the game okay <laughs> <laughs> all right I love now it. now thinking about it so putting away this game is such oh, a pain because mm-hmm. there's so many cards, especially if you were doing okay like we thought we were. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a huge map out, but putting away the cards, and I probably, I guess, should be doing it along the way, putting cards away back in these slots. with uh, They're all numbered in order. But, man, that is a pain. I don't know how you would fix that. Like, there's just so there's just many. no way you right. kind of just, just suck I mean, it up. I think that's just like the cost of doing business. Yeah, with it's that much still content. sitting on my yeah. table. Like, I'll put it is away. It... Some. Well, Amber and I had talked about playing it one night. Then we went out to dinner, and that just that was what happened. It yeah. is definitely <laughs> up there with like a Gloomhaven, though, where there's just so many pieces, and yeah. you're digging for things, and it takes forever to up and out. Yeah, it is a it is a big, and it's a huge footprint for mm-hmm. just being a card game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. I remember my my one. Comp- complain about it was well i you know other than like how it was so anticlimactic yeah. at the very end of the game is how ins- like inscrutable it was and like not in a good way where it's kind of like oh it's like mysterious and you don't know exactly what's going on mm-hmm. i wish that like the game gave you a little bit more guidance yeah, yeah. What, and i don't what know you if, should be doing on this i don't know if it's because so i learned the game and but i don't know if i did something wrong because me too there's like no guidance i understand we're supposed to be doing something for sure mm-hmm. but <laughs> we're like supposed to cure this curse i'm gonna yeah. cure this curse i know the overview of the game but i don't have any idea how and it's funny because this is a, a thing i loved about the game you'll get certain cards that said if you can find on your map a card that has a grave on it you get yes. this so now everybody like jumps up and they're looking through the thing for this grave and it's just on the artwork it's yeah. not like it's a special location mm-hmm. or something yeah it just yeah. happens to be on this artwork and again they've planned this all out so they know that it's there somewhere um and it, that's just like another little thing that was kind of like oh that's amazing mm-hmm. Um, oh, and man. you can get all yeah. sorts of equipment that help yeah. you pass tests so you burn less cards. Mm-hmm. and Like, there's a whole lot to it, for sure. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without absolutely. getting, like, super spoiler, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of ways that you can mitigate things. There's mm-hmm. some really unexpected surprises in that. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about any, like, uh, adventure game and things like that. If you, you're you out there looking and something crazy happens. And that's what's so crazy about this game. So this game doesn't really have a story to tell. Like, it, your story begins and ends with, like, here's your curse. You have to cure it. But mm-hmm. the story is from you playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, remember when that bear came out and you weren't ready for whatever, like, yeah, and you're trying to kill yeah. this thing? And it's just, like, it, you make the story as you're playing. It reminded me a lot in that sense of uh, Arabian Nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Because mm-hmm. in that game, um, it's one of my – I love that game Yeah, so that much. game's great. Yeah, we, a, we need to revisit that game, too. I think, for it's this pod. It's a storytelling game, and – in that game, like it's not a co-op, but I don't care who wins because in reality, a player winning is just how the game ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you just end up sitting there and talking about the ridiculous stories that your characters ended up exactly. creating during the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I love that aspect of it. Yeah. But this one, with that one, I feel like there is a satisfying ending. And this yeah. one, once again, and I hate to harp on it, but like it's just so abrupt and it's so yeah. out of nowhere. And... and I, I have no idea how they would make it like a little. Obviously, you don't want to be satisfied with losing. Yeah. 
but like you want i don't know i just don't know how to fix it no the problem. i don't either mm-hmm. i guess yeah. i could call him and make a bunch of stupid <laughs> suggestions so i need you to add one more card yeah there are not uh, enough cards <laughs> i was like one short of a card yeah. from curing this cures and yeah. like i don't know i man. was afraid that the box wasn't going to dislocate my shoulders I, I need like a like a bunch more cards i need way more cards <laughs> yeah i will say uh one of the other many bonuses because we all like i really like this oh game. yeah me too me yeah too. um i can't wait to play it again one of the many bonuses of this is because it's just uh, a, a shared pile of cards that you're burning to do things. Easy, easy to scale to player count. Like, oh yeah, super easy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Can't can't be. And like, it, and this understated. isn't the kind of game where like it's gonna take you a long time to teach somebody. You teach them the very very basics, and then since it's a group experience, mm-hmm. you're kind of just like, oh, these are your options in this point. And then mm-hmm. as you play the game, you'll get the game. Yeah, Dan yeah. was almost uh, DMing at yeah. the beginning of the game, just saying, okay, so here are your options to do this. And then most of the game you taught us as we played it. Yeah, which it's so is much easier. Great. And instead of me going like, here is a card, this is a star. Yeah, stars yeah. are good for you, and, and so much of it you couldn't teach anyway because you got to explore the board. Like you got to see what and happens. And that's the thing. A lot of it, like there was stuff in the rule book that I just didn't understand because I hadn't played the game yet, yeah. so yeah. I didn't understand what it meant. And then I played. I was like, oh, that's... did you did you find it was easy to like kind of work through it though? So the rule book's like, not great. I don't think. Yeah, you, it, there's it, no reference. Yeah, there's no reference in the rule book, and it kind of jumps around a little bit. And there was a couple things. The community for this is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. So um, looking up the few questions we had like certain cards will will contradict something in the rules and normally when that happens the card is mm-hmm. king but there's there's just a couple times where i didn't understand something but looking it up online solved it because looking up in the rule book it was like and because there's so many curses and so many different kinds of rules the rule book can't cover everything without yeah. spoiling mm-hmm. stuff right so and um, it, it has to do a good job like i hope we're doing here of not spoiling because this is a game where you go out and play a story like you explore yourself yeah. so we talked about this before the podcast like we were going to be very careful sure. to not mm-hmm. spoil it because that is the fun of this game yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it would be simple to go out and look up like how do you sir how do you solve the goddess curse mm-hmm. and then like now you know and you just go out and do it but what and a that, boring you, thing yeah it'd be terrible yeah so um i think i think we did a good job of not spoiling it yeah, and if we there, didn't like sorry i guess the world man there's, there's a whole seventh continent out there there's just, a whole other continent <laughs> that begging, we didn't know about just, no idea. Well, how we yeah. miss this? It's huge, guys. Dan, Come how on. many curses out of 10 would you give us? I would give this eight curses out of 10. And I would like to say I, I might want to revisit my score once we win to see to that, see if it... That seems fair. Given yeah. the style of this mm-hmm. game, that seems very yeah, fair. Yeah, if we yeah. win. Because if we win and it's like this, the most amazing thing I've ever seen, like maybe I'll give it a higher score. But right now, it's brutal and it's hard, which I'm totally fine with. But mm-hmm. anticlimactic is a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not a huge problem, but it, it is certainly a problem. Problem, you're just like oh the game's over i guess yeah. if yeah. you lose which is the only state we've experienced <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is very unsatisfying let me be clear yeah <laughs> whereas and i guess the big problem for me is i think of so many other co-ops that we play and we lose more often than we sure. win and it's still a satisfying loss which yeah. is a weird thing to say but like spirit island you lose Spirit Island, oh, yeah. and, you're, and you're, you yeah. laugh about it. There's, well, the you thing, saw it coming. The thing, so that's the thing in Spirit Island. You know you're going to oh, lose. Yeah. You see it coming like, <laughs> yeah. oh, boy, yeah. this isn't going to go good. You see the exact moment where it just goes sideways for <laughs> you. Yeah. And, yeah. You're, and you're trying your best to like mitigate what you can. Yeah, but... I guess I'll kill this guy, but he's going <laughs> to yeah, spawn six other guys. That's interesting. I wonder if that was a, an, an intentional design decision like for uh, Seventh Continent 
was just like not knowing like how you exactly you're doing because you think mm-hmm. you're doing really good. Every, and both then it, times, can, it can it can get nasty for you in a hurry. Well, both times we were going through, I was like, "Oh man, we're doing really good." And then like ten minutes later, we're out of cards. I was yeah. like, "What has happened to us?" Both times we got kind of unlucky because we pulled a curse card early yeah. in, the, in the discard deck. Yeah. And I mean, that's just I mean, it is that's what just, it is. The odds the are against it, it yeah. but sometimes I mean, it just not, doesn't work out for it's you. It's not like playing the lottery. <laughs> Dave, let's share that score, baby. This is so tough seven. because <laughs> <laughs> so I can't choose seven. <laughs> yeah, I can't so choose we're seven. Firm on this rule. Yeah. <laughs> Um, boy, doing this scoring system teaches me how much of a cop-out 7 truly seven is. 7 really, Tr- yeah. really is. That's why it's so smart. Yeah, you just want to do it all the time, but this forces you to pick. And yeah. I, Herbaceous Sprouts. Should have gotten a 7. Got a 6. Though. I had I Be had better. so much fun playing this game mm-hmm. because I loved exploring and the storytelling. It, we talked about it afterwards forever because mm-hmm. we had so much story. I want to give it a nine, but honestly, I got to bump it down to an eight because of how unsatisfying and quick the endings are. Yeah, that's mine too. And like I said, if we end up winning sometime, that might change my mind on the losing. Like Mm -hmm. it might be, oh my God, this is so much more satisfying because we've lost those Mm -hmm. ways. But I I don't know. We, I don't feel like we're even close to winning that game. (laughs) And I feel like we definitely were doing stuff not optimally, if you will. Sure. Especially that first game. Because we're like, let's explore this whole island. And (laughs) then we did it. We're just like, that was a terrible choice. (laughs) Right? So, so I I love the flavor. I'm such a yeah, huge yeah, fan of like too. the weird fiction in general and, and the, the 20s. And that's yeah. that's the thing we should say. There's flavor text on every card. Everything. Every card says yeah. something. Like the the character that I played was a French gentleman who maybe ate cannibalized people. Just <laughs> saying, maybe. But like, There's but no I'm like, proof. oh yeah, this this guy's got some backstory. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the gameplay was amazing. I really had a great time. Uh, the art in the game also fantastic. also mm-hmm. fantastic. It's been a hot minute since I've been as surprised by a board game. Yeah, as some of some yeah. of the things that this thing threw at you. I know that the ending's kind of anticlimactic, but I can I can kind of overlook that. I think I'm giving this thing a nine. Nice. Mm, look, at yeah. nine. look at you. Look at you. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I I feel we're getting together this weekend. I can imagine that mm-hmm. we're gonna play this again. Yeah. Like it's supposed the, to rain it, all weekend. What else are we gonna do besides yeah, visit another continent? Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just really great. If you can get your hands on this game, like I can't I can't suggest it enough. It mm-hmm. is such a like experience. It's such a yeah. good time. But that being said, it it still does have its minor. It's problems. sure sure. Yeah. It's not a perfect game by yeah. any. By any means, but it is the rule book's a little iffy. The ending can be anticlimactic, but the experience of playing the actual game is phenomenal. It's not the it's not the destination, baby. It's the journey. Seventh is continent, go take a journey. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. Seventh continent, take come a take a journey. Yeah. It, isn't the tagline like you are the hero or something? Yeah, yeah. which I be the hero. I don't care for that. I did but... not feel like the hero. <laughs> Road tripping on felt... seventh continent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, feel your hair whip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a motorcycle. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, so that is our episode. We've done all of the, the games, mm-hmm. right? All of the games. That's all we played, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've... we played a lot more, but those are the games we haven't talked about in the podcast. Oh, yeah. We played some games we played already. So uh, check us out on Instagram. That is our driving force mm-hmm. behind my whole entire life. The bonus, <laughs> the biggest bonus of Instagram, don't have to listen to us talk. That's true. You don't have to see our stupid faces, <laughs> and you don't have to hear our dumb Most voices. Most of the time, you don't see us. I think I got caught on one of the seven Mark, I, caught, photos, I yeah. feel like I take a lot of these 
photos, so I'm never on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't have to see us. But go go check us out on Instagram. Every game we talk about, we put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, and the pictures are, we're going to focus on being good photographers. I don't know how, no. and I don't understand photography. I'll listen to a book on it. Rule of thirds, <laughs> baby. Listen to a book. Rule, yeah. Rule what thirds. does that mean? I don't know what that Oh, means. it's like you just divide your screen into three sections. Like mm-hmm. you have vertical sections, one, two, three, and then uh, horizontal sections, one, two, three. And you want to put the interesting stuff at the intersecting lines where the 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 pair like the imaginary oh, lines Lord. in your brain. <laughs> anyway, nope. next photography time, one on one. Next time on random oh, draw photography. Yeah. <laughs> Shutterbugs. That's just what we are. Fried my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna do this. I just learned about the rule of thirds. So photography is gonna go up 100. percent No, on it, will, it will go up one third. Yeah, episode one third. Episode Mark 14. To, rule of thirds. <laughs> Mark said to only take a third of a picture on everything. <laughs> Is what you do is you stick two fingers <laughs> yeah. in the shot, yeah. and then you end up with just the yeah, one third. I don't think this is, but he said it. I, so. I don't know. It makes He's, a lot of sense. He sounded so He's, confident. Yeah, he sounded like he really knew. It. Man, he convinced me. <laughs> nice. Uh, so definitely check us out uh, at Random Draw Podcast on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. That is a thing that happens uh, every six months. Yeah, uh, randomly, <laughs> randomly, like at, our at Random like, Draw Pod. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Feedback, dis- too. Oh, my gosh. Like, this, yeah, this yeah. whole scoring system came from someone who was like, hey, we kind of want to see, like, a standardized sort of score. Yeah. This just week, so we know what you like. This like, week on Reddit, I asked, I put up our, our our podcast and said, like, give us a listen and tell us what you think. So people listen, and they uh, gave us some suggestions that we are now implementing. So in our little blurb about our podcast, we're going to be putting the time marks where we talk about what game so that you if you don't care about uh herbaceous or yeah. seventh island if you don't want to get on the continent. banter bus at the beginning you yeah, can, yeah you could skip right to wherever you want to be um which is good i i don't care download the shows what i really care <laughs> that counts as a download yeah did that counts as a download. Game? yeah did you listen to seven minutes of the show i don't care that counts as a download <laughs> jokes on you can't download just the seven minutes. <laughs> yeah so uh you listen wherever you listen to podcasts that uh, we're there so uh itunes stitcher google play music we're now on iHeartRadio. we're on spotify Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, even know iHeartRadio like had podcasts. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. They they are getting huge in the game. Well, that used to be Clear Channel, you know. Oh yeah. So now means. they're just like extending their little tendrils. Good for them. <laughs> every little yeah, good, facet of good our for lives. that billion dollar corporation. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but go don't when, root for them. <laughs> when you go and download us, uh, throw us five stars. Uh, write some comments in there too, because we always like to hear co- uh, yeah. feedback. Because all a lot of the people that listen are people we know, and we can't trust their opinion. No. Because the, um, they only say bad things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they know us. So I don't know. Maybe right. we are terrible, but they are just telling us the truth. I'm not sure. So, uh, but that's that's it, right? Yeah. That's all of our yeah. stuff. Drink local mead. Play local games. Yes. <laughs> local games? Yeah, play local games. <laughs> play local games. As opposed to other kinds. <laughs> and now for something completely different. I went uh, golfing uh-huh. yesterday. It was like 90-something degrees. So it was really hot. So I got came back all sweaty. And um, I went to go take a shower, and I was out of my body wash, which was a surprise to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love those surprises? Yeah, and I was so I'm trying to get anything. So I have to use Amber's body wash, and all she had was a star apple, which is, I don't know. Is that a fruit? There's star, there's star, so, star anise. fruit. Star anise is a spice. Oh god, could you imagine like no, a body no. wash that smelled <laughs> like that? No, it wasn't like that. licorice. It's like it's like star. I feel like I uh, showered with Taiwanese soup. <laughs> it was so delicious. It's like star apple and hibiscus is like this oh, thing. Okay. And there's one a, of those things I've heard of. There's a picture of an apple, and uh-huh. then it's like cut in half, and it's like got some weirdness inside. <laughs> 
But let is me it tell a star? you, uh, no, it's not. I don't understand it, but it, it smells amazing. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm gonna go back. Uh, <laughs> it, so here's the thing about me: I I only exclusively use women's like, body women's, wash, women's body wash, or really? like women's soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just smells nice. It does smell nice. Yeah, I or, I have a men's thing that smells nice. It's called it's from Method. It's ooh. Method Man. Method. <laughs> I know. Get out of here. I swear to God. <laughs> method man. Yeah, it's not method man's body wash because that's. Oh, that'd be dope if it, it was, would just though. smell like pot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually let Candy pick out my body wash because my theory is she sniffs me more than I sniff me. So not a bad. Thought. Well, I mean, you yeah, get so like you I'm get nose with... blind anyway for Absolutely. your own body mm-hmm. wash. So uh, yeah, Amber normally picks mine out because mm-hmm. she. I, I go, does this smell good? Because I don't care. I'm not gonna. Yeah, as long as yeah. I don't find it offensive, I don't uh, right. care. <laughs> I don't even start crying, and I don't find a lot offensive. <laughs> I'll even like use Jackie's deodorant. Like nope, some, now you've gone too yeah, far. Though. What do you mean now I've gone too far? My <laughs> favorite thing about using Jackie's deodorant, though, is like... Not I use, telling her and then watching her use it? N- not telling her. And then, like, she always what's, knows what I've been doing it. What's all these like, hairs? Exactly. There's, like, a bunch of hairs on it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pH balance for a woman. Yeah. It's strong enough, strong for, enough a man. for a man. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go for that. I don't know. I use extra strength because I'm a sweaty boy. Mm, I yeah. use, like, extra strength. Not, like, clinical. I don't use, like, prescription deodorant. Mm-hmm. But I use the strongest on the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to use the spray. But no, I don't feel like that, it does anything. That doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, I feel like it's fake. As, have, as as a fellow sweaty boy, yeah, yeah, like I, that I, that doesn't do anything except just give you chafage. I haven't yeah, used I don't like the it. spray since uh, high school days. I used to be like a youth leader, and I'd go on retreats and stuff, and mm-hmm. I would bring the this spray on purpose out. because yeah. you would have <laughs> yeah. a bunch of middle school boys who didn't bring <laughs> and or wear deodorant. Nice. Well, that's a good and plan. And the spray you can pass around. So yeah, I you, always brought the spray for that exact reason. Yeah, I but never, not Axe body spray because then they just bathe in it. That's also not a deodorant. Yeah. I never. Eh, some of them <laughs> treat it like it is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'll never forget the first time that my mom bought deodorant. Like I was in fourth grade, and she's like, "Yeah, you're you're a stinky boy now. Like, uh, you, need yeah. you need it." Yeah, and uh, it was like a can of brute. Mm. <laughs> what is this? Oh, you never heard of brute? No, no I know what oh, brute okay. is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just picture little Mark. Little, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little Mark was just like brute, like nice. spraying it on everything yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah. Like I was about one chain and a bottle of Jacar Noir away from just like <laughs> just being of a time <laughs> this is brute that's the most 90s oh. i think i've ever been oh man brute that's, that's pretty dope stuff. yeah i love those moments when you know that you're getting older like when yeah. someone buys you deodorant for the first time tells you you're a stinky boy my most recent one was getting a haircut and without saying a single word the barber with that buzzer <laughs> like he does the back of my neck and then just goes inside my ears like, <laughs> yeah yep. oh i'm that old now <laughs> yeah that's what that when i go that age I, so i have like a lot of hair like i have really thick hair mm-hmm. and um when i go i go to like a fancy lady salon and um when i go there they always are like oh do you want me to do your eyebrows and at first i used to say no but now i'm like yeah yes <laughs> yes I, yeah because oh, i I'm have a sure story. I, well, I currently have one eyebrow hair that's the length of my I, whole eyebrow. oh wow that thing's I, huge that, is, over that is crazy <laughs> i so i shave for, mine for reference dan and i are what six to <laughs> eight feet yeah, away easily. and we clearly see this eyebrow hair he was holding his hand a foot <laughs> away from his face well, I um I shave my eyebrows on off weeks that they don't do it. But before I was dating, before I married Amber, I was dating, going on dates. Mm. And one time I was shaving my eyebrows and oh, I, I was oh, living no. at a friend's house and he had cats and this cat just flew into the bathroom and it like made me jump and I cut a huge notch out of my eyebrow. <laughs> and there's like, that, like a chev. Yeah. <laughs> there was that moment where you're like, try to cover it up or put mm. it back on. Like it is clearly gone. <laughs> so that I'm like, no. 
and then so I'm like, there's nothing you could do. It's gone now. Yeah. It's... And so I went on the date, and of course that's like the first thing she's like, "What's up with your eyebrow?" And like, <laughs> that was our only date. <laughs> I did you tell her the story though? I told her a story. I she, feel like that's endearing. Uh, she did not feel the same way. <laughs> well, that's Aww. okay. It yeah, worked, I it worked out. out for I feel like I dodged <laughs> yeah. a bullet on that one. Yeah, you uh, gotta have some sort of sense of humor. I would have like uh, just like looked at it, but not said anything about it. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. I uh, so when it first happened, I like, covered it with my hand. <laughs> oh, like no. when I removed my hand, it would then be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was pretty big. It was the magic big... of ignoring. <laughs> yeah. Now well, it's gone. Now the side Dan, of the mind. Dan, you don't wear a beard, right? I mean, I, I mean, whatever like, this you, is. A little scruffy. Yeah, whatever this is yeah. called. Now, Dave, like when you like. Have you ever like done that with your beard, like when you're shaping it? Do you mean every single time that I go to trim off the dead ends? Yeah, so just take like a huge <laughs> bit, like bit of it. Well, out. The, the yeah. problem is you go in like one side, and then you go, oh man, that side's too short. Now, now I got to even it up, and so it's this stair stepping yeah, thing between both sides. I start of your beard. at the middle and work around. I do once it grows and it starts itching, then I go back down to a two. Mm. That is like my forever process. See, and <laughs> I have been past the itchy stage for so many years that I don't remember what. Yeah, it's I like. won't yeah. commit because it's too itchy. I yeah. I it, just it, committed to hating shaving. That's it. So, so I was, yeah, well, I I haven't shaved with a razor razor mm -hmm. in a, yeah, forever, like yeah. a long time. I get my neck, so I get my neck down below my Adam's apple with like a, a razor because my t-shirt will stick to the little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Annoying. It is annoying. Yeah. Sometimes I do get the very long bottom neck hair. Stuck yeah, and it to like my... sticks, and you're just like, what is going on? When did on? you grow your beard, Dave? So it was sophomore year of college. Welcome to Beard Talk. No. To... Oh, uh, hello everybody. Oh, hello. Hey, hey, beard talk. Welcome to Beard Talk, Dave. Uh... <laughs> Rub my beard on the microphone, <laughs> Dave. Oh. When did you uh, When did you grow that hirsute so man, mane of hair? I, I I grew up in a military Beards. household. Uh, my yeah. dad was Air Force my whole mm -hmm. life. And so you just shaved every day. Like, yeah. that's what you do, because that's what everybody did. And so I, I went to college, and I freshman year, every day I woke up and I shaved. That was just what you did. And then sophomore year, for some reason, I get in the shower. I pick up my razor. I used to shave in the shower. And I, the shower. I stared at my razor, and I just thought, I don't have to do this. And then I put <laughs> it down, and I've had a beard ever since. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. it was no... I shave my neck in the shower, like, and everybody's like, oh, like, you're not afraid of... I was like, well, it's not a straight razor I'm using <laughs> Shower. Right, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a safety like, razor. It's a guarded razor. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. slip my throat with it. No, you have a big old strip of leather in the shower. <laughs> yeah, like well, <laughs> time to risk it. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a fashion sense thing. Like I don't care to yeah. have a fashionable beard. You're I, past that. You're married now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have to try. <laughs> <laughs> We're just rounding up now. Game over, man. Game over.